Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going to happen when I get it all figured out? Okay, so here's my theory on that. You want to hear it? Yep. Um, nobody has that worked out. What? Yeah, nobody has their life all figured out. Ugh, why am I even doing this then? <laughs> you want to just end it all? Yeah, I'm done. God, what are you, Peggy Lee? What's my... Is that all there is? Oh, my God. That's a good song, by the way. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like, Wow. She was either depressed or on something. I don't, maybe both. Or maybe she was just, uh, she had already swallowed the red matrix pill. Sure. I don't know. Is life that bad? No. It can be. I think it can be. I think it really depends on your circumstances and your outlook. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. It's like, why don't we all just kind of go through this journey together and help each other out, lift each other up? What about that? Do you think the audience can hear the sneezing of the dogs? Probably. Okay, just just the just so listeners know, our two dogs refuse to do anything except for wrestle right next to us. So yeah. we're waiting for them to take a nap while we record, but they just are not feeling it. So you might hear some dog noises. Yep, that wouldn't be is the true. first time. No, it wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. They are the worst. They okay. yes, collectively the worst. Yeah, canines. So it's that expression. It's about the journey, not the destination. So we're all figuring it out, Shelly. Yeah. We are standing with you. Thank you. I love that our listeners are willing to write in and tell us about their journey. I love that. Oh, I do too. It's my favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. Actually, today's podcast, I think, is going to be the bulk of it will be reading someone's email and talking about it because it's a good one. I love to hear it. But we have actually a lot to get to today. Yes. We should probably get into it. So this should release on May 4th. Yes. Yes, in the evening. Most people, I think, listen on Sundays, I'm guessing, based on the numbers. Mm-hmm. But a few hundred listen on Saturday, it seems like. Yeah, we do have some listeners on yeah. Saturday night. But generally, most people will be listening to this podcast on Cinco de Mayo, and that day is when we are going to be in Harbors Ferry, West Virginia, uh, marching along with Sam Young, who was our guest last week. How mm-hmm. awesome was that? I loved it. Yep. And uh, we are going to be climbing a mountain and planting a flag for kids that says protect the child. Is it protect all children or protect the children? I think it's protect all children. Yeah. Isn't it? I don't know. I'll have to look. I'll, I'll have, have to, to look when, it up When we again. unfurl the flag, <laughs> we'll we will know what <laughs> it says. We will know for sure what Do we need to is. bring a flagpole? I don't know. Shit. I didn't think about that. Uh, we should look into that. Yeah. But we are also, we just found out, going to be speaking on a panel that afternoon with yeah. Sam. I think and, after the hike, we're, we're yeah. getting more details, but... 
I feel honored. Super sweaty and exhausted Mm -hmm. and out of breath. And then we get to be on a panel. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to hike as slow as I can (laughs) just so that I don't sweat. Are you? (laughs) Okay. Good plan. (laughs) And I'm going to bring spritzer of spray, you know? Spritzer of spray? Spritzer spray. (laughs) I like it. Thanks. Okay. So we're excited about that. Great opportunity. No, that's going to be fantastic. Not sure what we're going to talk about yet, but I am all in, baby. Love it. Can't wait to... Get into whatever that is. You <laughs> know, don't know what we're getting West into. West Virginia. Let's do it. <laughs> West Virginia. I am excited. West Virginia doesn't know what hit them. Mm-mm. Yeah, we're coming. West also, Virginia. a lot of members of an ex-Mormon meetup group that we belong to. We belong to two, actually. Well, I do anyway, me being ex-Mormon. I, I tag along. That's true. A lot of them are coming. So shout out to the ex-Mormon meetup groups. They're awesome. Yeah. That's Love them. It's a great place to share your stories, mm-hmm. meet feel, like-minded people, meet, meet people that are just like you, feeling like you're not so alone in this yeah. crazy crap. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's a really welcoming space. Love it. Personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shall we get into the uh, meat, as you like to say, of the episode? Well, no. We've got to talk about new patrons. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, we have had this influx of patrons. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, we're just like, oh my gosh, people are listening and wanting to support. Thank you so much. Maybe it was because we announced that we are giving 10% of all contributions to our two charity choices, which yeah. are Encircle and Protect the Children. Protect the Children. <laughs> it's you can you can find it on our I'm website. Look this and, up. and um it's protect every child. Protect every child. We are <laughs> fucking this up. Oh, Sorry, Sam. Sam, just <laughs> you know, we're a couple of crazy lesbians. We just talked about this last week and how soon we forget the <laughs> so exact protect, name. Protecteverychild.com. Protecteverychild.com. And, and, and encircle together. Encircle together. Org. And circle together.org. Yes. So check them out. So if that's the reason why we're getting in this influx of supporters, that's fantastic. Y- y'all that's a great reason. And as a reminder, every tier level goes to support those two organizations. Yeah. So if you're at the $6 tier level, which gets you access to all of our videos and things, then whatever 10% of $6 is, <laughs> we're not very mathy. <laughs> 60 cents uh, every month. So, and that adds up, guys. That adds up. Also, just so you are aware, at this current moment, we are only 10 patron supporters oh, away man. from our goal of 75. <laughs> what happens? When we get to 75, <laughs> Mary must release some mullet pictures, and she's got some doozies. Well, when you say some, I can think of maybe two offhand. Well, there's two mullets, but there's also maybe. some some butchy ones from back in the day. Some butchy ones. <laughs> uh, which I kind of like it. You it know, it's just really a matter of how long my hair is. Isn't that goofy? I haven't changed. <laughs> I'm kind of the same person. Okay. Well, we have some. <laughs> I'm excited for everyone to see the red poofy, um, poofy armed. Dress with the pearls. Dress with the pearls. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. And the one. look on your face like, how the hell did I Someone get here? Someone help me. That's what I'm looking <laughs> like. We have a lot of new ones. And here we go. You guys ready? Let's do it. Promise and Steph, that's a combined patron. Promise, okay. in case you guys don't remember, is our favorite Taco Bomba bartender. Uh, bartender. She kicks ass. We went and visited her last night. Steph is her girlfriend, and we adore them. Holly V. I like the name Holly. Holly V. Yeah, it's a great name. Chris D. I think we have a few Chris's now. April Y. Why April? Huh? Oh, sorry, April. <laughs> Jeff B. Go ahead, Jeff. Ready for this one? Mark Bags. That's the full name. Mark Bags is actually Brent's uncle. 
Wow. So Did he huge. want you to reveal all that? Yeah, he's like, tell him the name. I want the whole family to know that, that I support your nice. cause. So love Mark. He's been out of the church forever. And I love this kind of relationship that we have now that we have an understanding of each other, which is pretty cool. Um, he is actually the only family member supporter that we have. Well, all right. Is that right? Let me think. Well, no one else in my family. Yeah. I mean, I have some cousins. That support? Yep. Good. Oh, yeah. Couple. How come you get the cool family? I don't know. Well, not, you know, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I am waiting for the day when Catherine subscribes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Wait, you, you have to tell them about waiting. how she's disappointed in me for my, uh, my Jesus oh, t-shirt. Oh, yeah. She but thought... let's finish patrons. <laughs> yeah, we sorry. get dis- we get sidetracked so easily. Okay. Elizabeth L. Sorry we got so sidetracked before we said your name, Elizabeth. And <laughs> my boss, El Jefe, Yuri Sperling. And we're going to be hearing a lot about Yuri. So uh, Yeah. And uh, that cool project you guys are working yeah, on. it's going to be good. Well, thanks to everybody. Really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, every tier level on Patreon gives you access to the one before. Yes. And, and the one before that. So they just all build on one another. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you don't miss out. The higher you go. The more you get. The more you get. And, and the more we get and the more we give. And the more we give. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. And if you would like to be a subscriber of this podcast or a supporter, rather... Please visit patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian to sign up. Yes. And give us a message. What do you want to see on, on Patreon? We are open to suggestions. Um, yeah, except for our boobs. I will show my boobs. What? No, you for won't. For a $50 subscriber. Uh-uh. Nope. That's too low. <laughs> <laughs> well, my boobs are hanging too low? <laughs> Actually, for having nursed seven children, oh, they're pretty damn perky. Not You're welcome, lie. everybody. <laughs> You're welcome for the visual. <laughs> God. All right, maybe we should move on. Okay. What's next, Shelly? Let's see. We did our patrons. Should we jump into... The foom pod? The foom, is it foom pod or foam pod? know what it is. How about you guys let us know? Is it fum pod or foom pod? The first three people who agree on a pronunciation, that's what we will call it. Huh. And go. So now we're waiting. <laughs> Are we? Are they going to get back to us during this podcast? Uh-huh. All right. Do I get to say cue music? Yes, you do. Cue music. It's the fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day or of the week, Stephen, um, <laughs> is... Flirt to convert. Oh my Mary, God. How does that make you feel? Flirt to convert. <laughs> well, it's catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's coming to mind? And this is kind of irritating me right now, but I'm going to say what I think this is. Spill okay. It. I feel like those door to door missionaries are encouraged to flirt a little. With the people, they want to get baptized as quickly as possible so that they can get into the temple and get your tithing dollars. Flirt with them a little bit so that they will be more apt to convert. Did I get it? You did. I got it right! You got it! All right, who else got it with me? I would like to hear people <laughs> tell me their experiences of being told to flirt to convert or people who converted because of flirtations. I can think of a good handful at least of my friends who converted because of a flirtatious elder. Um, they ended up getting married or whatever. To the elder? Well, after the mission. Really? Yeah. Wow. So My actually, cousin, for one. So it's like a dating service. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Sure. Oh um, wow. 
Yeah, I don't think that sexuality should be used to convert people to a religion. That's just me. <laughs> um, but it definitely happens. Rumor has it also that the hottest, most attractive uh, sister missionaries get sent to Temple Square because they Temple Square gets the most visitors and they want the hot sisters out there. Oh my gosh. Is this true? This is what I've heard. Is it a rumor? Someone tell me, am I right on this? Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's pretty... Because they're trying to, like, use sex mm-hmm. to bring men into the Mormon church because they've got, like— Yeah, or vice versa. Look the at cute, all these women yeah. you can choose from. Or it's the, the cute young elders that are clean-cut and look nice, and mm-hmm. they're t- typically white and delightsome and oh God. American. Oh, God. Um, Boy next door. Yeah, yeah. And so they get a lot of conversions, I believe, in other countries because of— you know, the great white hope kind of thing. The great white hope? Did I just make that up in my head? Is that a thing? Because that would be a great foom pod. Is that like a real no, Mormon expression? No, it's in my head, and I'm not sure where I got it, but I've heard it before. I don't think it's Mormon, but I just, I just use that to describe. The, the, the great white hope of like becoming Mormon, going to America, um, marrying one of these boys. You know, how many missionaries out there met their wives while they were on their missions in some other country? Which, listen— I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that as far as you fell in love. But by the way, how are you going to fall in love when you're supposed to be keeping yourself completely clean and not have impure thoughts? thoughts? Like how do you, if you are being a good, righteous missionary, how are you even allowing yourself to have love thoughts toward someone that you're teaching Hmm. the gospel to? That's a good point. I hope we get a lot of writings in. Yeah. Writing ins? Writings in. Right. (laughs) That's a weird expression. Anyway. Okay. A lot of people writing in? Yeah, that? that's what I want. That's okay, what I want. fantastic. This dog doesn't stop licking my leg. Domino, seriously, you got to stop, bro. Mm-hmm. Leave that in, Dan. Really? I don't care. Whatevs. Okay. All right. You want to do a listener email next? Nope. I want to talk about my dad because we left, a, we left a cliffhanger two episodes ago about him being upset. Okay. Um, By the conference conversation you had with him? Okay. So remember when it was general conference and that troll Elder Nelson, I guess he's prophet (laughs) President Nelson at this point, that troll Nelson gave that horrible, horrible talk about how we will be divided from our families if Mm -hmm. we don't come back to the church. It was miserable. We don't need to go into it again, but that's what it was. And I made a post about it, and I know that my dad read it because my brother told me that my dad read it. And so my parents and I were talking maybe the next week. My dad had called, and he was all about telling me, oh, did you hear that uh, your nephew got his mission call? He's all excited about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's great, Dad. So he brought it up. He brought up the whole church thing. And then I said, hey, Mom and Dad, I know you guys saw the post that I made about General Conference. Would you like to talk about it? And that was that was honestly my frame of thought, the way I presented it, like, yeah, it would be a good thing to talk about, Mm -hmm. about how this hurts people. And, you know, anyway, my dad was driving in the car at the time. We were talking on the phone, but he was in his car and he said, yes, I do want to talk about it. Okay. Where did you learn such filthy, disgusting language? Oh, because your your post had a bunch of cuss words. It didn't in it. have a lot of. And here's what I'm like: <laughs> What he goes? We did not teach you how to talk like that growing up. Where did you learn such filth? I can't believe such filth is coming out of my daughter's mouth. Wow. And I was like, Dad, why are you focusing on the 
two or three swear words. Deflect, deflect, yeah, deflect, deflect, deflect. He said, I can't believe you would speak with such with such a filthy tongue. Yeah, he loved to, he loves to derail your train oh, of thought. Oh, for sure. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I used the say I used the language that was appropriate in talking about something so horrible as what he said. Mm-hmm. And tearing apart families, talking about how families will not be together forever, talking about how if people leave the church, no, you're just lazy and you don't care about your family. And then my dad said, I know that families can be together forever. I said, sure, dad, but how? How can they? Because I, I, I'm not going to be with you. And he said, I know that in the end you are ours and we'll be together forever. And I said, well, that's not what your prophet said. Mm-hmm. You're kind of going against your prophet on that. And then I said, do you know how many people have emailed us from the podcast talking about how this this one talk that he gave has now set them back years in making repairs to family relationships, mm-hmm. how their kids are now bawling because they are being told that they won't see daddy after they die because daddy yeah. left the church. And I'm like, dad, do you know how much that hurts people? And he said, well... Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of construction, so you know I should probably pay attention. You know, ha ha. Okay, well I gotta go. Oh, because he was driving. Yeah, because he was driving. Okay. So instead of addressing a real issue, mm-hmm. he first of all had to side rail and tried to tell me about my language. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I looked through my post again and I said shit, and I said I think damn, and I said asshole. Those are not even bad. <laughs> I talk like that around my kids. <laughs> For better or worse. It depends on who you talk to, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But clearly, those those the sin of using those three words is worse than what jackass Nelson is doing well, to families. You know, your dad was going to pick out anything he could to derail that conversation and not talk about what you wanted to talk about. Right. Because he traditionally talks over you, ignores yep. what you say, takes it in another direction. That's just his M.O. Yeah. No, for sure. And in my mind, that was I was then reminded that my dad is doing a great job of being nice to me because I'm sure he's been told was that be nice. Ni- well, um, let me let me let me <laughs> okay. explain it. I'm sure he's been told by people be nice to your gay daughter. Mm-hmm. We need to love them all. So he's he's being nice. He's being generous. He's being caring and loving. Blah blah blah. Calling and offering things in the way he does. And saying, we want we want to understand you. We want to hear what you have to say. But I was reminded hmm. in that instance that he does not care to understand me. He doesn't yeah. care to hear what I have to say. He doesn't. He does not. Well, he said that in other conversations, like we want to understand. But then clearly that shows an example right there of how he doesn't. He doesn't. He really doesn't. No. And I'm getting very, very close. To, and I know we talk about this all the time about my dealings with my family. And I'm getting very close to just... They're just not my people, you know? Yeah. And I hate to say that, but they're just, they're not. Well, I go through this as well. You under, you know, mm-hmm. we've talked about it. And I think there's that balance. I mean, certainly some people choose to not have a relationship with their parents. We, we know this. Yeah. Or other family members. Sure. And we have examples of this. I don't know that that's where I'm going to net out mm-hmm. because I just set up boundaries and I do as much as I can or as little as I can depending on... You know, I, I do enough to maintain a relationship, but I don't allow, I don't open myself up to vulnerability right. with people who try to tear me down. Yeah, that's just, that's good. Yeah. And it's hard to do. And you have to kind of do a lot of, I don't know if com- compartmentalizing is the right word, but 
it's just this, these boundaries, you have to stick with them mm-hmm. and you can't let people in who don't have your best intention. I don't think. I just think you're opening yourself up for more hurt, more pain, more rejection. Uh, you just have to be real careful with certain people. And unfortunately, family members, we share DNA, but that doesn't mean we share anything else. No, and I really don't share anything with them anymore, meaning I don't feel connected anymore. I don't miss them anymore. Yeah. Um, because they've just proven to me time and time again that they don't care about who I am. Yeah. As a matter of fact, three days ago, I posted in the family group on Facebook, my my Johnson family group, and I said, hey, everyone, I know my podcast isn't necessarily your thing, but I would really like to invite you to listen to the interview that I did with Sam Young. It's a very important cause about protecting our children, and you know, we all have children, and Mary and I are, are very happy to be part of this cause of protecting kids, thinking foolishly that they would at least respond. It's been three days and there has been zero response. And all of my family has seen it because it shows you the little bubble with their picture. They've all seen it. And I started getting pissed because I'm like, you know, they could just say, hey, that's cool. They could say, happy for you. Right. They could go a step further and be like, oh, what's Sam Young like? I've heard a lot about him. Mm -hmm. None of those things would be them telling me they approve of anything I do. I'm just, I'm I'm trying to point out that you can interact with people without telling them, I approve of what you're doing. They could at least say, that's cool for you. Anything, but it's nothing. It's nothing. It doesn't even hurt anymore. At this point, it's like just watching this train wreck. Like, it's not going to get better. No. And... Not likely anyway. You know, and I, and I, I guess maybe it's like I'm giving them the opportunity to just prove that they suck and they keep doing it. Um, and so and it doesn't even hurt anymore. It's just kind of like, man, they really suck. I guess it's more eye-opening and confirming to me that they can't be in a relationship with me. They just can't. They, they're incapable. Not to the degree of which you are hoping. And, and I'm know. not hoping for much. Yeah. I'm hoping for the same respect that I give them when they talk about their kids going on missions, which is, oh, cool. I've heard that blah, 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 Texas is a cool place to be. Like, I, I give them yeah. at least that, and they are incapable of giving anything close to that in return. I have a friend who's like, why do you keep trying that? Would you go to the hardware store to get a gallon of milk? <laughs> Meaning, why do I keep going someplace knowing they don't have what I need? And right. I'm like, I don't even need a gallon of milk anymore. I'm talking like a teaspoon of skim milk. And they can't- At the hardware at store? At the hardware store. <laughs> and it's just still not there. They no. can't even give me, they won't even give me- a quarter teaspoon of that nasty ass powdered milk from their food storage. Like they can't because even. Because it's a hardware store. <laughs> <sighs> God damn it, you're right. I mean, here's the thing hmm. maybe down the road, they'll surprise you and they'll ask something about your life. Maybe so. Yeah. Until then, I maybe don't I'm put just so going to stop telling them about it. Yeah. And I also, there's nothing that they would ever ask me that I would in being my true self reply that doesn't have something to do with the fact that I left the church because that encompasses who I am at that point. Okay, uh, here's an example. My son, Lincoln, he's 19. He got off work on Saturday, and instead of going out with partying with his friends or going home, going to bed, whatever, he came by our 50K party at Lost Dog just to drop in and show support to his mom and his mom's girlfriend, and this cause that they're doing. Yeah. Like, 
what an amazing kid. Right. So he comes in, he says hi to everyone. There's gay people, straight people, two trans women. Like, and my son's just meeting them and shaking their hands and like, hey, how's it going? I'm Lincoln. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, had we stayed in the church, this would never happen. Right. He would never be introduced to anyone like in the margins. On the margins, how do you say it? I don't know. I don't know. He would never. He would never meet them. I would Mm -hmm. have protected him from them. Right. And now that I've left the church, which is the best thing I could have done for my kids, I have this 19-year-old son who chooses to come support his gay mother and his gay mother's lover. Yep. And meet gay and trans people. Yeah, he's open to meeting all these people. And that's the kind of shit that when my dad's like, how the kid's doing? I want to tell him that because that's what matters. And I can't. You could. I could, but you know what he'll do? Uh, so was he going back to college yet? Like he, he wouldn't have the conversation, but fuck it. You know what? Maybe raise your hand. If you guys (laughs) think that when my dad asks about the kids, I should just tell him what I want to share about the kids, which is how they are fantastic because they are accepting. I would. Okay. Well done. Thank you, Mary. he, He asked you. The problem with this Facebook group you created is that you're putting stuff out there and then it's crickets. Nobody responds at all. Right? You get no reply. And that's just a kind of a vulnerable place to be. Sure. You're leaving this thing dangling and you've put a little bit of yourself. Hoping someone has fucking half a heart to say, that's cool, Shelly. Where'd you learn that language? <laughs> All right, let me use my dad's swears. Rumpelstiltskins. <laughs> Dag nabbit Rumpelstiltskins. They don't have the, the darn sense to say. My mom says, rats. You know what's funny is why is, why is, Fuck the swear and Rumpelstiltskin is not. They're just words to <laughs> put an exclamation. Words. They're yeah. just words. Funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but in this case, okay, so in the Facebook group, you're putting yourself out there asking for stuff, not getting anything back. When your dad calls and asks you a question, he's asked you a question. You can answer it any way you want. Mm. You don't have to protect him. He Good asked point. you a question. He may stop asking you yeah. after that. Great. Stop calling if, you, if you're going <laughs> to ask me stuff you don't want to hear. But that's on him. Yeah. You you're know? right. You're right. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead and tell him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Can I tell you a little interaction I had with my mother recently? Yep. Go. Okay. So I went for Easter. Her birthday coincided with uh, that visit. I mentioned something in passing. So I had told her... In kind of a weird way, and we don't have to go into all those details that we were living together, but I didn't go, to, go into a lot of details because it was living in living sin. in sin because it was connected to um, this this whole other conversation. So it just wasn't the time to go into a lot of the details about that. And I ended up renting out my condo, and we got a new place to rent. That's how how it turned out. I just at the time I hadn't gone into all that, so I was mentioning something about my tenants this past visit. And then I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shelly and I got a new place that we're renting and I'm renting out my old place. Anyway, whatever. She felt really hurt by it that I hadn't told her at the time it was happening. And so here's how she- Wait, t- pause. That's so stupid for many reasons, but she she did realize we were living together. It was just the fact that she didn't realize that we were living in together a new place. in a new place. Correct. <laughs> so stupid. So this is the thing she was hurt about, mm-hmm. that- she found out I moved, and that to her was big news, I guess. I don't, I don't know. You moved like 20 minutes away. Well, she brought up the whole, like, I can't believe you didn't tell me you moved, and how hurt that made her. And she said, I'm beginning to feel like I think Jesus feels about you. Shut out. Oh, my God. That's what she said. 
How does she know how Jesus feels about you? Well, there you go. And that's what I asked her. And I said, you'd be proud of me, Shelly. What'd you say? I said, Mom, Jesus and I are cool. We're good. And you don't get to comment on that relationship or lack of relationship. That is not your concern. I got this. I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you again. That is not your concern. And the reason I'm mentioning this is not to necessarily just throw my mother under the bus. I want our listeners to stand with me about something. Do not let anyone tell you what kind of relationship you have with your creator if you choose to believe in one. That is not anyone's call, but yours. And no one gets to spiritually shame you about that relationship. I am so sick of spiritual shaming in the name of God. I'm so tired of it. We've got to eradicate that, seriously. It's horrible. It's horrible. And that sometimes requires those really difficult conversations where we're in these unfortunate positions of standing up for what we believe is right. For these people, and unfortunately, sometimes family members who take it upon themselves to get up on their high horse and tell us how we are failing God. No, no mom, no mom and dad in your case, no brothers and sisters, no President Nelson. That is not your call. Not your call. Mm -mm. I got this. Maybe we need to all practice saying, you don't get to tell me about my relationship with God. Yeah. Because I know the majority of our listeners are ex-Mormon mm-hmm. and have family members who don't approve. Right. And when they start giving you shit, say, you don't get to tell me about my relationship with God. And Period. I know that is a really difficult place to be, where you are now in this position of standing up for yourself. Yeah. You know? And standing against spiritual shaming. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Not anymore. I am done with spiritual shaming, and I would love for people to join me in that. Let's just be done with it. Guys, Mary's done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Let's be done. If anyone decides to tell me about my relationship with God, I'll say you don't get to tell me. To comment. You don't Mm -mm. get to comment on that. No, I got it. Because guess what? You don't know. Mm -mm. Did God come to you in a vision and say, I don't like the way Shelly's acting? Well, they took their Leah Hona out. (laughs) (laughs) And evidently, it was written right there. Mm, Apparently. Yeah. So, mm -mm, done with that. Yeah. If you guys get anything from this podcast today, don't let people... Spiritually shame you. Yeah. Don't let people spiritually shame you, which is telling you about your relationship with God. They don't don't get to. Nope. They don't. So, there you go. Standing up. I love it. I'm Mary, fired up. Mary just pretended to stand up in her chair. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, just I sat up <laughs> a little. She shimmied a little I bit. sat up a little taller. Yeah, it was yep. good. Okay. I love it. I think we should take a break. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was I'm a little, little sexy. Gem. Getting all, I'm going to go take a cold shower. Oh, be right back. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Hello. <laughs> did you miss us? They did. <laughs> they did. Okay, phew. I wanted to get that off my chest, Shelly. I feel better. Thank you. That was amazing. Well, thank you so much. I feel a lot better. Yeah. You know what? I want to share stories of empowerment on this podcast. Same. Yeah. So write in if you have experienced spiritual shaming 
and how you handled it. And if you would like us to read that on on our podcast, we would be glad to do that. Absolutely. And if you would like to get in touch with us, because I think I missed this last week, simply go to latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. All the ways to contact us are right there on one handy page. Oh, yeah. That's very convenient. It is convenient. I like it. Speaking of letters, we've got one right here I would like to read. Okay? Should we go for it? Let's do it. It's a good one. This is from Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for writing in. And you know, it's interesting because her letter really speaks to some of the stuff we're talking about with parents. So here we go. Hi, Mary and Shelley. I'm in a relationship similar to yours. I've never been Mormon, but my girlfriend grew up in it before getting out and realizing she was gay. There you go. We're going to visit her family in Provo in a few months, and I'm really struggling with it. Oof, good luck. Yeah. I know everyone will be nice to me, but I don't really care about nice. Being able to chat about the weather doesn't outweigh all the homophobic and racist policies they've been supporting and funding for decades. In the 80s, when Nelson said AIDS was to rid the earth of gay people, what a nice guy. Oh, and he's the current prophet. Oh, what a great guy. (laughs) Asshole. And Oaks, was he the prophet at the time in the 80s? He's number two in line. Okay. And Oaks wrote a step-by-step guide for how to legalize not hiring gay people. Oh my gosh, these leaders in the Mormon church, what great people. He's also an asshole. (laughs) So much roast the troll material there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were cool with it and kept tithing. BYU using electroshock and vomit aversion therapy on LGBTQ students? No problem. Have more money. When the church funded Prop 8, And when I lived in California and had many friends whose weddings were canceled by it, what a great use of our money. Have some more. When the exclusion policy happened, no big deal. Keep tithing. Not to mention the racism. Wow. Mormon church has a real great history, don't they? They suck. Mm. My day job is helping Native American children in foster care. And I just found out that the Mormon church tried to prevent laws that protect Native families from being passed. Kimball created a program to take Native kids from reservations and give them to Mormon families. Who's Kimball? Spencer W. Kimball. Also the asshat that wrote Miracle of Forgiveness. Ah, okay. It's all coming together. Mm -hmm. Then at General Conference would brag about how the kids they'd taken from the Native American families had had their skin bleached, their skin bleached Mm -hmm. by God's grace. (laughs) And that they were looking so much whiter then their siblings on the reservations. White and delightsome, baby. Wow. Disgusting. You are right, Charlotte. It is disgusting. But I do love knowing that my job is technically anti-Mormon. I can't stomach being surrounded by an entire state that's just okay with this. It's horrific. And her immediate family, meaning her girlfriend's family, is good as far as Mormons go on the gay front. So as good as you're going to get, I guess, as far as how, she, how they feel about gay people. But that's different from actually good, and it's hard to want to spend time with them. You know, I totally get this. Yeah, yeah. And I can't bring myself to really trust anyone there. They said they're happy with the, quote, progress the church has made from being even worse than it used to be, but they were still willing to fund the church during those worse times. So I figure the church could do anything it wanted to LGBTQ people, and they'd keep supporting it. And I think they'll continue to improve now that they've found out one of their kids is gay. 
But fuck, is it that hard to realize that gay people are people without giving birth to one? <laughs> right. You know, you kind of went through this because of the exclusion policy. You were talking to your mom about it one time. Yeah. And she said, well, you know, you already left the Mormon church. It wouldn't have applied to any of your kids anyway because they wouldn't have been baptized. So what do you care? Yeah, Brent couldn't baptize him anyway because he left the church. So why do you care? I don't have to know someone who's homeless to care about the homeless problem. Right. I don't have to, you know, know someone who is shit, of, name anything. Yeah, na- know someone of color to care about racism. Right. Yeah. No, I care about people. Yeah. And their plight and mm-hmm. and wanting to build people up in general. Yeah. Right. I, I know it's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's they're just fucking head, you know, putting their heads in the sand. They're like mm-hmm. ostriches. Yep. I'm worked up today. You are. It's usually me. Have at it. (laughs) Let me continue with this letter. Mm -hmm. Every time I think about going to Utah, I remember all of my friends who are directly impacted and harmed by Prop 8. We were real people before you realized your kid was gay. I talked to my partner about it some, and we love listening to your podcast together. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte and partner. Still, it's understandably hard for her to spend too much time thinking about all the homophobic stuff her family has supported or ignored, and nobody else in my life has any connections to Mormonism to know what I'm upset about. So I figured I'd vent a little to you two, since I'm sure you'd understand. Mary, do you struggle with this? So, yes. And I I wrote Charlotte back uh, a response, and we can go into that in a minute. I know I'm lucky that nobody in my life is part of anything like this, but every part of me dreads being around them, no matter how nice they are. I get so mad. Like, she's your daughter. How can you be okay with this? I've known her for a fraction of the time you have. How can you support something that hates her? How do you not realize how painful that must be for her? She went to BYU, and we found some of her old school stuff. One was a book of talks from the presidents. One was Oak's Same Gender Attraction essay. Physically holding it, seeing all the places she had to highlight hateful words about herself before she even realized it was talking about her, I can't stomach it. So many Mormon kids had to hear that stuff while knowing they were gay. I can't imagine the fear of sitting in a classroom while everyone around you discusses how inhuman you are. I knew the Mormon church said these things, and I had read this essay before while researching, but the tangible evidence of her having grown up hearing these things broke my heart. Her parents should feel the same way, and I can't handle the fact that they don't. I know it's a cult. I know they've spent their whole lives being taught never to think critically about the church or ask too many questions. I know I would be a worse person if I had been raised that way too, but it's still hard to willingly subject myself to, and I feel so selfish when it's her family and obviously worse for her, but it is really hard to make nice with people who can ignore everything the church did to her. Sorry for the long rambling, but thank you for being such a great corner of this niche community. I'm always so excited for your podcast each week, and I'm waiting to finally win at FoomPod. (laughs) <laughs> Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. I hope you win at Foompod one of these days. <laughs> Maybe she won today because I won at Foompod. You did. I actually wrote to her. I was like, I'm waiting to win at Foompod too. <laughs> Once in a while, I get it. Yeah. That was an amazing letter. Yeah. She definitely touched on everything that I feel. Specifically, I'm thinking about how she says, you know, they're, they're going to be nice to me. Yeah. But that's not enough. 
And I agree. My family will always be nice to me. Mm Mm-hmm. But they also continue to give their money and their support to an organization who would basically be rid of me forever if they could. Sure. And supporting this organization run by men who have said these horrible things. Sure. And that they have never apologized for. They have never retracted. Mm -hmm. My family has never told me I think that the church is wrong about their hate towards gay people, black people, whatever you name it. They hated everyone once upon a time. Right. They have never said they don't agree. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume that they do. Yeah. And that hurts me. And I don't care how nice you are, you're still a bigot and not a great person, in my opinion, because you are supporting a shitty organization. Yeah, I agree. And I told her that when we go to Utah for Pride in just a few short weeks at this point, we're going to have dinner with your parents. And I'm not necessarily looking forward to that dinner. I'm not either. Uh, You know, we've seen from your dad that he can put down, he just has these blanket statements that put big swaths of the population down, like Democrats. And homeless homeless people. Yep, and homeless people. And, you know, well, probably gays at this point, he's curbing his tongue because... His daughter's gay. His daughter is gay. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he doesn't know politically how I stand. He doesn't know anything about my life. And what's that going to be like if he brings up a topic that is really personal to me at dinner that's, you know... If he brings up politics... Because he's an ass when it comes to politics. Mm -hmm. I will shut it down from go. Yeah. Even if he starts in on, because he might try to connect by saying something rude about Trump, but he can never leave it there. He'll he'll kind of poke his way in by saying, ah, Trump, I don't know. And then he'll take that and make, but the Democrats are blah, 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 so much worse. You know, so anything political, I will shut it down. Yeah, that's No matter what it is, whether, whether it's pro- or against anything. I don't care. I'll shut it down. But yeah, so that means we have to do this like small talky dinner. Yeah. And here, here's <laughs> here's what's going to be weird. So we're going out there for pride, yeah. period. That's yeah. why we're going. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. And we're going to dinner with my parents. They know that's why we're going out there. And yet I would bet my left breast that they <laughs> will not specific. ask. Thank you. I like the right <laughs> one better. That they will not ask anything about pride. No, of course not. Which is so weird. Like, if I knew someone was coming out for some big Mormon convention and they were going to stop in and say hi, I would at least have the kindness to say, what are you most excited about? Who's going to speak? Like, anything. Even if I think it's all fucked up and horrible, I will, because I'm a nice human being, I would have the human decency to ask them about the reasons that they're there visiting. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the plan is still to be interviewed by Sunstone, right? Yeah, there's that and I mean, whole, they haven't told me anything different. Yeah, you know? there's that whole topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't talk about our lives yeah. in meaningful ways around your parents. Right, so what's the point? I have enough people in my life, and when I say that, I mean you and a handful of very close friends. And all our area, listeners. And all, yes, and all of our listeners. Listeners, you know me better than my parents. Yeah, that's... Better than my brothers. yeah. Thank you for that, by the way. I know. Yeah, so Charlotte, I get it. I get what it's like to pretend to have a decent time with people that are not for you. They're not. I get it. And that's a really hard space to be in. And you don't know what to say. It's this thing you have to endure because you know that everyone's trying to play nice and does anybody really like each other at the table? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's challenging, this idea of what does it mean to to really love one another, even the people that we are 
not we have nothing in common with. They we barely tolerate each other. Mm-hmm. You, as you know, Shelley, I'm not a big Jesus person. I think that Jesus was a great role model for how to be kind and selfless. And what Sam was saying last week of reaching out to people living in the margins. Is it on the margins? I know we've talked about this before. We don't know. Let's say in the margins. Is it? Like, don't write in the margins of your paper. <laughs> they say on in the margins. Yeah. Don't write don't. in the margins. Yeah. So so here's everybody, mm-hmm. and then here's the people in the margins. Okay. On the outside of We're it. We're going to say in the margins. Okay, in the margins. So Jesus totally related to those people and, and loved them. And yeah. I think we're commanded to love one another, even strangers and even people we don't necessarily enjoy, like mm-hmm. love your enemies, right? Mm-hmm. That whole concept. Yeah. That's challenging. Sure. And what does that even mean? Does that mean show them kindness in spite of what you're getting? I mean, that's kind of like what they're giving to you. Mm-hmm. We have to show kindness. I don't think, though, that means opening yourself up to criticism. Yeah. I still think you have to maintain boundaries and your own self-dignity and stand up for yourself. You don't have to do it unkindly, though. Right. That is challenging. That is challenging. I will always be kind to my family. I always have been kind to them. Boundary setting is something that I should probably work harder on because I don't like getting off the phone with my dad and being angry. Right. Even though I didn't tell him I'm angry, I got off thinking, God, what a jerk, you know? Do you think that's because you didn't stand up for yourself on the call? Well, for example, the last call, he just basically was mad at my language and didn't address the issue. And then when I tried to push him and say, Dad, you say you want to listen to me, but you're not listening— Then he immediately shut it down. I was like, I got to go. So I don't know. Maybe I was mad that he did that. And then I had that instant realization like, no, he actually doesn't care. He actually does not want to hear me. Well, but you tried. I did. You tried. So you can be proud of the fact that you did try to break through the barrier he was putting up. Yeah, it's true. You did your best. Yeah. And I did it kindly. I didn't yell Mm -hmm. at him. I could have, because I was starting to get a little heated. I could have said a lot of mean things, and they would have been very true, by the way, Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't. Well, I think it's progress just that you are attempting to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That's newish behavior. It's newish. Working it out. I'm trying to to progress. I think that's something to be proud of. Thank you. You can't control what he's going to do and say on his end. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Only on your end. And I think that you have made a lot of progress there. Thank you. I know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I'd like to see progress with me moving through things and working things out. And I think it's actually okay to get stuck in some things from time to time um, and just kind of keep plowing forward. Is it life and your... No. What is the line? Uh, it's life and I want to talk <laughs> no. about it. No. And, and, you're starting to think it's all fake? <laughs> you haven't said that oh yet. Oh my God. <laughs> oh shit. What are we going to do? You just, just said just it. Just say it. You said it. No, you have to say it. What are we saying is fake this time? I don't know. Spiritual shaming. <laughs> well, that really think. happens. <laughs> For sure. That's okay. a real thing. Uh, obsessing over your brand of religion. How about that? But people do that, so that's not fake. <laughs> well, so does uh, President Nelson. How about... <laughs> Jesus, I don't know. Jesus is fake? No, I don't know. (laughs) Jesus, are you fake? Um, Okay, I'm just starting to think this shit's all fake. How about that? Perfect. You feeling better about life? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was not going to let this end. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's funny is sometimes people will message us on 
generally it's a Facebook dialogue. Mm-hmm. People are joining in in conversation and people like to quote the fake line. It makes me laugh. I love, I love it. it. I love when people quote our lines. It cracks <laughs> me up. And who came up with Foompod? Do you remember? It was a... I think it's Foompod. I think it was this guy, Chris, and I don't want to say his last name in case he's kind of on the DL. But anyway, it's pretty funny. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So we did want to touch, I think we touched on the party a little bit because you said Lincoln came to the party. But that was really fun, that 50K party. Oh my gosh. Was that some fun? We were there. You and I got there at about 4.30. I may or may not have had a few too many beers. Baby, you were (laughs) shit-faced. Watch your language, young lady. I don't know where you learn how to speak with such filth. I don't know where I learned to drink either, mom and dad. Uh-huh, you crushed it, though. <laughs> um, yeah, we got there at 4.30 and did not leave until around 11. I mean, we partied. Yeah, We sure. had um, a good number of people. I know that the bartender, after it was all over, said that he's never had a night that busy. Really? That he's been working at Milad. Oh, cool. Milad. Milad which I realized Milad. I've been saying his name wrong. I've been calling him Milad. It's Milad. Milad, uh-huh. if you're listening, we love you. Um, funny story about Milad real quick. Uh-huh. So he's our favorite bartender there at Lost Dog. And he listens to the podcast. He's a fan. And I, I mentioned earlier that my 19-year-old dropped in uh, after he got off work to to come support us. Mm-hmm. And he walks in and he sees Milad and he goes, oh my gosh, Milad. And Milad goes, oh my God, it's Lincoln. <laughs> what? Yeah. They had the same English class at Nova. That's so crazy. <laughs> so they're like budding it up. I'm like, this is insane that my son and our bartender at Lost Dog had the same English class. <laughs> I know. I know. Pretty so crazy. Great. So the guest list, there were the people that came. I mean, we put some pictures up. I wish I'd have taken better pictures and more pictures because we had quite a few people there. My ex was there. Mm-hmm. My ex-best friend's ex-husband was there. Um, <laughs> Can another, you follow the math Another on that ex-Mormon one? friend, she was there with her new girlfriend and her soon-to-be ex-husband was there as yeah, well. Yeah, not, not awkward at all. No, no. <laughs> there were gay men, straight men, gay women, straight women. Transgender women. Transgender women, people from the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and there Eclectic were, group, I like Yeah, there were a couple of never-Mormons there that were coming in support by coming with an ex-Mormon girlfriend or whatever. And I have to tell you, these never-Mos mm-hmm. got such a kick out of hanging out with the ex-Mos because they were like, y'all are crazy. Oh, for sure. Can we please hang out again? <laughs> and yeah. just to point and, and, and laugh and watch. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that shirt Stephen wore? It said, oh, Stephen, please we forgive love me you. for um, what I said when sorry, I was Mormon. Yeah. I'm sorry for the things I said when I was Mormon. It's a great shirt. It is a great shirt, and it is so <laughs> true. So yeah, a few people came from the ex-Mormon meetup groups. It was great. We had pizza and beer, and we handed out swag, and we laughed, and we just mingled. In the, and I love that it was such— Shared stories. We did share stories. That was great. Yeah. And it was such an eclectic group of people. And everyone got along. And by the end, people were exchanging phone numbers to hang out later. Mm -hmm. And I never, as a Mormon, never would have been at a bar, for one thing. I also never would have been anywhere with gay people, trans people. Like, never. Never Mm -hmm. would have happened. And the fact that all of these people were there in support of what you and I do, Mary, Mm -hmm. um, it really touched me. And I was so grateful to have left the cult and open my heart up to these amazing people that otherwise I would have just been so close off to. Yeah, that's um, true. I don't know. The whole thing felt good. And it was I, a really great night. It, we had so, I'm, so much fun. Yeah. I can't wait till our, our, our 100,000 
download party. We'll yeah, do, we'll do we'll that do again. One. I know you had suggested uh, recently a 75,000 download party, but I don't know if I can take it. Oh my gosh, I can't. All right, <laughs> tell you what, 75,000 download, we'll just meet somewhere. We're not going to make it a huge big deal. All right, we'll make a big deal out of the 100,000. Yeah, we'd still party. love to hang out with whoever at 75, all our local friends. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And then the next time we talk to you, we will have done that Harper's Ferry mm-hmm. March yep. and the panel discussion, whatever that's going to be. So we yeah. will report back on all of that sort yes. of thing. Also, one thing I want to talk about next week, because we don't have time this week, is the student Matt Easton, who came out of the closet uh, while he was giving his valedictorian speech at BYU. Mm-hmm. A lot to unpack there. It's really awesome. Yeah, I know. I would love to have him as a guest on the podcast. Yeah, somebody track him down. Yeah. I sent him a friend request. He hasn't responded, but I, my guess is that he's getting like a shit ton right now. So. Yeah, he probably is. I'll wait for it to calm down. He's a popular guy mm-hmm. right now because that was a bold move. Bold move. That took a lot of bravery on his part. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah. You had said about that, oh man, I hope they don't withhold his diploma. Right. So that's a real issue potentially. For sure. He's probably not like actively dating anyone, and so they wouldn't withhold. They're not going to withhold your diploma for being gay. They will withhold it from sexual activity or dating someone in a gay. Okay. Yeah. So either he's totally on the DL as far as if he's dating. I don't know, but that is still brave. I, I've got a. We'll have to save this for the next episode because I have so much to go into about the hateful comments coming from Mormons about this when it was posted oh, in really? Desert News. Yeah, I, I I have a bunch of stuff saved up, so we'll we will we will dive. Into that. In, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Before we go, can I tell a funny Philip story? Always. Oh my gosh. So I know I've been sharing more about Philip because dude's just batshit crazy. Uh, <laughs> I've been sharing his baseball and just the weird things he says. I'm pretty sure I already shared about the Well, like on cookie. Facebook, you mean? Oh yeah, you did You did either last time. No, it was two, two weeks ago, I think you talked about, about the fortune, the fortune cookie. cookie. Yeah. God, I don't know. It was back in there. So funny. But just recently, I was driving the kids to school. And it, he always says the craziest shit when we're driving to school because it's like he's trapped in the car with his sisters. Mm-hmm. And... I was telling Cassidy, who's five, and she's star of the week, so she has this poster, and she's supposed to explain the poster to her class, and she doesn't really talk very much in school. She's very shy. Brent and I had put pictures on the poster of the of the whole family. So on the way to school, I said, Cassidy, you need to make sure you talk because you're supposed to explain this to the class. And she said, Mom, I'm really shy. And I said, it's okay. You can just talk to the class. Look, you can show them. You can you can show them everyone in your family, and you can tell them all of their names. Mm-hmm. And Philip pipes up, um, do not tell them my name. <laughs> <laughs> Was he afraid of the paparazzi or something? I don't know. Like the stuff that goes through his head. It's like, <laughs> why would you care if one kindergarten class <laughs> knows your name? Do not tell them my name. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I'm going to have to start saying uh, that. Philip's going to be checking into hotels under a pseudonym. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And if anyone happens to find out his name, he'll be like, it was that damn Cassidy. (laughs) She announced (laughs) my name to the kindergarten class. (laughs) What a weirdo. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Okay. That's it. Yeah, so that's all we've got for this week. Special shout out to Dan at Extension Audio for all his help. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. And until next time, remember, steer clear of cults. Because they are no joke. No joke. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 